Hi, this is Chris Hanley from Dark Days Radio, still at World of Darkness Berlin, barely awake, should be in Torpe. Uh, put a stake in me, I'm done. I'm joined by Brendan, who, uh, Brendan, what's your last name? Sherlock. Sherlock. And he is another player from Enlightenment in Blood, and he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, a summary, as best <laughs> as you can do, and as best you can remember, of your story as it emerged. So... What was your character? My character uh, was a Tremere in what was called the Victims of the Pyramid, who were a faction of sort of uh, disaffected, uh, quasi-anarch, but fence-sitting Tremere. Um, so we were taken to our starting, our, we had our starting area for the game, and sort of our scripted opening scene, uh, in which uh, our goal was to uh, break into this uh, crypt, where the prince had stored a number of vampires that he had staked uh, over the years. And now I was actually late getting to the site because the train was late. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I found out with us, we were at the, the, um, at the Michel Berger Hipster uh-huh. Bar. We thought our meeting was there. We actually were meant to go to the new Cathar church. So uh-huh. we ended up being assholes inadvertently. But it fit our place, so... Oh. Yeah, there was, there was, and so myself and the only other guy that actually showed up, we were supposed to have, I think, two other people there with us, but they never showed up. Um, and both I and the other uh, victim of the pyramid, the other Shamir, yeah, was in the same boat as me. Uh, we'd also, um, because of just the way that we had registered um, and and uh, difficulties there, had never gotten the social media invite. So we were pretty much the only contacts that we had at that moment. So, I know that feeling. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're like, okay, we're waiting for our guys to show up. And we're like, okay, it's go time. Like, we're going to go. We're going to go now. And um, we weren't sure what to expect in this place. Um, we thought maybe it was going to be NPCs or maybe we weren't supposed to succeed or get caught or something like that. But then, no, lo and behold, we managed to, to uh, negotiate our way into this place. Uh, there's a venture player there who actually asks us, oh, so uh, I know why I'm here. What are you doing here? Okay. And, we, and we, didn't, we didn't have a plan. Yeah. So there's that moment of, oh, we're the... Um, the, the inspectors, you know, yeah, the, the, to inspect the magical defenses of this place. You, you were told we were coming, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Show us, uh, show us around. Give us the tour if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> and so he takes us into the room, and lo and behold, there are several players there, lying there, staked. And so we're like, oh, okay, well, um, you know, I know you had mentioned you had wanted to take a smoke break. Uh, do you want to, we can get to work right now. We have our stuff. We can, just, we can get to work. Do you want to step out and take a smoke break? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll step right out here just so I can see what you're doing, you know, and say, yeah, sure. So he steps out of the room and we're just like, get the stakes, get the stakes, get the stakes. We have no further plan beyond this. So we're just like <laughs> yanking stakes out of chests. Like they're almost in blood frenzy. So we have to like feed them. And then they pretty much mob the dude. Wow. Yeah. And of course, at that point, we're like, oh, well, we've really done it now. Because if anybody finds out that we've done this, you know, we're persona non grata. And then we, so we walk out with these guys to then immediately discover that we hear the news that the sheriff has been killed and the city is in chaos. So now the balloon's really gone up. And so we look at each other and we realize that probably our only chance of actually managing to stay alive to the end of the night is to just hang around with these these random anarchs that we just unstaked and uh, do as the Romans do. Yes. Which turns out to be uh, steal a bunch of money from the Camarilla and the Church of Cain. Excellent. Yeah. And so, essentially, you, you, uh, you took a match to a powder keg and then just try to keep ahead of the shockwave of that explosion. Yeah, just... pretty much. 
Fantastic. And then, so, uh, did you have any more encounters with um, the Camarilla? Did you... Well, we, so, while things were still sort of... Oh, um, you, 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 you took their money, right? Oh, uh, we did, yeah. Okay. Uh, went to the, 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 the Camarilla bar. It's very uh, nice there. Indeed. Uh, managed to use uh, sort of some, some discipline use and some, some rituals to uh, steal, pe- steal people's uh, fake banking information, to steal all of their fake money. I would have got on well with my character really, really well. Because, like, I was trying to get so close to the new Cathars to get a look at their books. You know, mm. as, a techno- as a syndicate agent, uh, we, we like our numbers, but you would have had great information. I'm sure we would have worked out some kind of... You keep you do your masquerade thing, and we'll deal with your problems at a later date, and all that money we can make it be invested in for you somewhere, and you'll get a... Shares or something that would pay out over a, over a long time, but you you pay out over a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny you mentioned trying to get a look at the new Cathars books because we we ended up trying to do like literally the exact same thing. So so wow. we so we so we hoof it over to uh, the other end of the play area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over to the, to, to to the new Cathars, and we're there, and it's full of Church of Cain guys, and so we could sort of spread out to kind of like case the room to yeah. like talk to people to see if we can get an idea of you know what their financial situation is like, where their books are. Kind of the same thing that, that, that you're doing. So uh, sort of our, the, the Bruja in the group, who is kind of, kind of became our de facto, uh, de facto leader, he ends up talking to the shepherd, the, the leader of the, the, oh, okay, the Church yeah. of Cain, uh, to try and get a sense of, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what's going on with their books. Except that the shepherd, shepherd uh, can, I, can I swear? Of course. Presences the fuck out of him. <laughs> so he comes back over to us and is like, Guys, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. Like these being like really nice guys. Like he speaks, he speaks the truth. You guys should really talk to him. You guys should really hear hear him out and hear what he has to say. So we're like, oh god. Now we had run into a couple of mages, like you do. It was that kind of night. Who weren't us? So they were the virtual adepts. The virtual adepts. Yeah, uh... that's right. And that, so they say, ah, so I think, I think, I think that we can, we can deprogram him, but we want to take him over to like our, our chantry, like our place of power to take care of that. But now we'd already hoofed it all the way over here to the new Cathars. And so I'm like, no, like we're not leaving. We're not leaving here until we've done what we came here to do. Like if you want to deprogram him, do it in a bathroom stall. Yeah. So they did. They deprogrammed him in a bathroom stall. (laughs) Okay. So that he comes out and we're like, okay, are you ready to do this? Because we think, you know, you know the shepherd. He thinks you're under his control. You can introduce us to him. We can do our thing that we need to do to get to compel his banking information out of him. And he says, yeah, you guys should really talk to him. He has the words of truth. It's like I walk behind back in the bathroom stall and it's like, are you guys sure? (laughs) You sure you fixed him? And they're like, honestly, we have no idea. That's what you get for putting us in a bathroom stall. So we decide... You know, you only die twice, right? Yeah. So so we go back into the room, still crawling with Church of Cain guys. And we walk over. He, you know, he introduces us to, to the shepherd. We get into conversation. And we manage to do the thing that we need to do to get his financial information out of him. Except that we're still, like, in the middle of a room full of members of the Church of Cain. I know we, that feeling. And we just accosted the shepherd. And now he snaps out of it and is like, what, 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 what have you done? And is, and is about to do the whole seize them. Thing when suddenly, like at that exact moment, at that exact moment is when someone runs in and is like, "The Anarchs have the prince," <laughs> and there is wow about, about three quarters of a second 
of shock and chaos as people absorb that information in which we're just like, cheese it, run, run, yeah, run, yeah, run, yeah. run, run. And we just bolt out of the room and we hear them coming down the stairs after us. And we take a wrong turn into the, the depths of this church in this dark hallway. And we don't know where we are. We hear them coming behind us. There's this moment of like, no, this is it. This is how we, this, this is how we die. But we find, we've backtracked, find our way out just ahead of them. We're like practically falling down the stairs. There's Benny Hill music playing just bolting out the front door of the church with 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 the uh the new gathers yeah. money brilliant wow and that was the end of your night oh no uh <laughs> we then we ended up going back over to uh the anarch bar just in time to uh see them execute the prince oh excellent so uh i'm hanging out here at the big the big revolutionary celebration as a tremere you know just kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop uh Eventually, I do hear someone comes over and is like, "Oh, you know, hey, I hear that. Uh, I hear there there are a couple of uh, Tremere hanging around here." And I'm like, "Oh, really? That's crazy, man! Uh, you'll have to point them out to me." We're just a bunch of uh, brewer, yeah, mind our own business, enjoying the lynching. Yeah, you know, like you do, of course. So eventually, someone's like, and then so so eventually, someone comes over and is like. Oh, you know, man, I think the Church of Cain is going to be a threat to the revolution. I think we should probably do something about them. To which I could only respond, yes, I I agree completely, comrade. That sounds like... Got the money, and now you have a way of uh, having those strings attached. Yeah, and anything that diverts suspicion away from me as a Tremere. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then, so that, that, that goes off, and eventually, at one point, the shepherd shows up to the big Anarch meeting, and my, and my sort of erstwhile coterie spend a lot of time kind of trying to have a conversation with our backs to the main crowd, trying to look unsuspicious and mind our own business. This, this goes on, but then eventually, as the end of the night goes on, you start to see the churn start up. You know, the, 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 the rules have changed, the revolution is starting to consume itself. I'm watching some of my Anarch allies that I've made get into fights, like one of them gets killed. I'm seeing my my political capital slipping away. And again, I'm waiting, like, I'm waiting for someone to denounce me, you know, I'm waiting for someone to call me out. I'm waiting for the the, the, the sound of, uh, of the guillotine being, being, being wound up. And so the last hour, half hour or so were really, really tense, just sort of waiting to see what was going to happen with that. And then finally, it ended, and I was still alive. Well done. That, yeah, that it, it's interesting how your story then intersects with mine and Mike's with the technocracy yeah. story. And kind of, there's a there's a strange parallel in in wanting to exploit as many groups <laughs> as possible for ultimately monetary gain and not to be found out. Those times when you know we're just two guys, just we're just two guys, just just two guys, and with no backup, and your only way of safety is staying close to the bruiser that you've, you've, you've identified. Like, for you, it's the Big Bad Brewer. Yeah. For us, it's like, well, we're not too, we don't know what type of paranormal thing he is, but he clearly beat the crap out of that guy, and he's a friend of ours. So, we'll stick with him. And every time we saw someone we didn't like, it'd be like, we're going to go over and talk to our, who we worked out, werewolf friends. And they're like, yeah. They're werewolves, but we don't care because right now we're scared of vampires more because they'll eat us if they figure it out. Cool. It's a very, very different experience, but also strangely familiar. And even because your game as a vampire game, then you were kind of doing the inhabit the world of darkness rather than explore. But still, it seems like you explored quite a vast bit of 
of the vampire society by going between all these different facets rather than going and mainly hanging out in the Camarilla bar and doing stuff there or mainly in the Anarch and then doing our little forays to like grab the prints or something like that. You went to all three locations and sampled every little bit and you could put together that story of that revolution and uh, and the uh, eventual downfall of the uh, new Cathars. <laughs> cool. That's really good. Well, a pleasure talking to you. You too. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have some more stories like this and they'll be packaged together to listen. So uh, thank you and uh, stay tuned. I will. Thank you. Looking forward to it. again one of the hosts of Dark Days Radio and another Enlightenment in Blood player story and I'm joined by Tim yep uh, now you were playing a member of the same PR company that Mike and I were a member of in Integral Solutions and we met up at the Michel Berger uh, Hotel Hipster Bar Cafe where we hung out with other members of our company we prepared our presentation and uh, we were meant. We thought we were going to meet them there, but actually, we were told <laughs> we had to go to uh, the New Cathar Church. So we went over there. Uh, we obviously we talked about what we were doing, and then we want. I think your story then diverges from mine once you went yeah. through the front door. <laughs> so what happened then? Yeah, uh, we entered the new Cathar Church, and uh, I'm an inquisitive type of character. I have an innate sense of when there's things sort of going a little bit wrong. And that's because, up front, you were playing a werewolf. Yes. Uh, What type of werewolf? I was Glasswalker Theurge. Of course, right. The uh, the tribe of werewolves that are the businessmen, the Theurges being the ones that have got the finger on that slightly supernatural pulse. Obviously, that that makes sense with... uh, all the other techno elements <laughs> in that company. So, okay, so you went through the front door and... Uh, had a little look around, lots of shouting, so I thought, not your usual church kind of atmosphere. My character had a bit of a background in, you know, alternative religions, looking into things, and he was a bit on edge, so went for a little explore. Laid on the stairs is what, to all intents and purposes, a dead body. Yes, and I think that's when we walked through the door, and you said, there's a dead body. And of course, Mike and I were like, right? Yeah, that was the moment of, let's get out of here, because we can twist anything as a PR company, not necessarily being in the same building as dead bodies. So we then fortunately met our contacts and headed to a nearby bar. Uh, The pitch went on. Uh, obviously, you, you were part of the pitch, being uh, briefly I, because more stuff decided to uh, throw itself at my uh, attention. Okay, so the pitch happened. Uh, Mike obviously finalised the yeah. deal. Uh, then we left and went 
did you go you back, went to, the back ch- to the church? We I'd went back to the church. Point. Right, so where did you go? Um, a fellow member of the Glasswalkers tribe um, had decided that um, he would get addicted to feeding off the kindred, off the vampires. Not really something my character as a staunch follower of the wild, slightly friendly with the weaver, definitely not wanting to be dealing with the worm creatures. Got a little angry, decided, right, this needs to be dealt with. So, both me and another member of our business, uh, conglomerate, who also happens to be a member of my tribe, went to deal with this. Um, found out that he'd been drinking off multiple kindred, so it wasn't, but one in particular who he admitted to drinking off them at least 50 times. And you found this out often. Where did you meet him to learn in, this information? In the street. In the street. All yeah, oh, right, cool. Yeah, um, the, the other character, um, Rolf, he um, he had more ties with... I've forgotten... Was it pack. Green Action Force? or was No, it... no, he had more ties with Rafe's character. Oh, yeah. Who... I don't remember what he was playing. I can't, he was playing a glasswalker, but I okay. can't remember the character name. And, um, oh, Samuel Hoyt. Yes, so he had more contact with him and he was like, whoa, well, yeah, I need you to help me deal with this. You know, this is more your kind of thing. Do we need to cleanse him? Do we, what, what do we need to do? Um, we, we put him on the spot. We, my character, although he is a theurge, he's not your archetypal theurge. He's very, very rage-filled. If it wasn't for the moon he was changed under and everything, he could have been in a rune. Um, a lot of pent-up anger. Del deals with things in a... Slightly twisted way to what most people think, and he he laid down an ultimatum for him. He felt that he was completely in the thrall of this kindred, so he said, "Before the, the stroke of midnight, I want you to kill her. Prove that you are a supporter of the uh, of of the wild, and wipe this this wheat, this worm creature off the planet." So, and that was just before then you met Mike and I again back on the street yeah. outside, and going I away from. That, uh, one of my business companions had been brutally well s- assaulted. No, I would say intimidated, but still. And there we were, uh, being uh, we were following them. Well, they walked past us because we were with you, and they just kept going. And then I believe Mike said, "Oh yeah, that guy's a bit dangerous," and you did not feel happy with that. And mm. given what you are, you mostly had an inkling of what that yeah. guy was because you know. Smells yeah. of the grave. It wasn't happy yet. At the end of the day, Mike's character was our rookie. Just yeah, and, you, and in character, you, you bench yeah. press and you're just a normal, yeah, like, yeah, muscly I'm, guy. It's yeah. a good way to explain why you yeah. are a bit of a brute. Yeah, he, uh, he, he pushes himself further than he can. He's the, bit, a bit of the base of the character is he's, a, he's, he's not your typical PR guy. He had money that he introduced into the company from the start. He has... Flash of, of inspiration, but he has no background in PR like yeah. the rest of you do. He was a pure ideas man, so he had to do something else to fill his time in. There's only so much more character can drink. So, bit of a gym bunny, something to sort of try and funnel this this rage that's inside him. Um, so I was like, no, I'm not not having this. Challenged him, taught him that integral solutions they're not not on people's radar. You don't mess with us. So. In the street, with Rolf there as well, with Mike and I, we looked on as of those, I guess, three vampires, and the one in particular, who was the issue, you walked up to, uh, called out. And then he insulted my hat. 
Oh, did he? Yeah, which which is a little character flaw I put in. Um, you know, obviously, okay. when when they developed the system, there was uh, sort of flaws and things, but there was a lot left to your thing. And my character had changed into a, a werewolf by a vampire attack. Got attacked by a vampire. Change so obviously the change is massively rage filled, and you're more powerful than you are at any other point really at that that first instant of the change. Yeah. And he killed this vampire. And picked his hat up and carried it with him for the rest of his life from that moment. So the hat he wears is the person who caught the hat that okay, belonged yeah, yeah, to the yeah, person yeah, who caused sure. his change. So he's got an almost obsessive compulsion about people don't insult the hat. So, and based upon that, then the brutal smackdown occurred. Yeah. Uh, and of course, at this point in the game, that early on, you can't. Kill no. a character, but you can certainly maim them. Yeah, you can you can make them feel uh, a lot of pain. So, and Michael and I were there, and we backed away slowly, watching these obvious supernatural, paranormal, cryptid humans, yeah. maybe. But there were obvious sounds of bone breaking, yes. and uh, you know, wheezing as as ribs cracked, um, and. What was really dumb was that one of the vampires that was next to the guy did the whole, oh, I'm disappearing, and then reappeared behind us. Like, that's a, yeah. like, gives the game away a bit yeah. much. Uh, so for that, for me and Mike, that then revealed, oh, there's a lot more going on. And we, yeah. The reason why Control had sent us to Integral Solutions to yeah. assess, had it been infiltrated by reality? The answer yeah. to the is, yes. Well, not the worst kind. So we <laughs> then went to, we tried to go, to, we thought we'd go to the billiard room, uh, billiard it was house. far too busy. It was, uh, yeah, and then the same guys walked in, and we were like, it's yours, and then we hopped off. Yeah. And then where did we go after that? Was that the point where we we made it, we said, let's go to um, sort of the underground club? We set off quite early, didn't we? Was that Jaeger Hut? Yeah. Yeah, so we headed there because we were hearing on the on undernet, the grip, yeah. there's a lot going on. And we're like, we need to make sense of this, this word of revolution yeah. and so forth. So we headed there. With Rolf in tow to keep him safe. Now, did, we went into we went into there, and then we kind of got split up. We were talking yeah. to the two employees of Pentex in the end. Yeah, the worst mistake I made in the whole of my gameplay is someone said to me, oh, there's something happening outside, and I left you guys. The one people out of character completely that I would have loved to speak to as a werewolf, the two employees of Pentex... I missed completely. <laughs> yeah, and you would have loved the information when we got yeah. out of them. So you then split off at that point and stayed outside of the main yeah, bar area. Um, that's when things got interesting because uh, that's when I think people got a lot more comfortable with the game and the mechanics have really, really started getting used more. Mm. So there was people sort of fighting outside and then people were looking at me going, oh, you so, really, really want to get involved? Thinking. So how many powers... Actually, that's a good point. How many of your powers are really, really? None. Right. So Mike and I, both our powers yeah. were both really, really. A lot of the... I don't know if all of the werewolf powers, but I know both my werewolf powers were rituals. So we had to find a quiet space oh, nice. to enact stuff. And we were going to do it, and then it all got sidelined. We were at one point going to, um, when we had Rolf, who we thought had been feeding off all these vampires, we were going to find somewhere quiet, and we were going to do a ritual that basically symbolically killed him and, re- and rebirthed him. 
to cleanse him of all the past mistakes he'd done. Yes, he'd have still been bloodbound or whatever to the vampire, but spiritually he would have been cleansed. But then wheels turned and things got in the way. But one thing we have done, and we're going to do it through Undernet. Wow, um, okay. Is one of the other groups of werewolves later on, which we'll get to, had a bit of a set to it, and we're actually going to do some of like roleplay through Undernet of the rituals that the werewolves could do and moots and things like that, just to add to the mm. story. Because although it was a one shot game, there's so much story to be told. Mm. You know, and it's things that can be done because it doesn't affect anyone. It's going to be mediated the same as the game was. Everyone's happy with the results. So that will probably be on Undernet before it closes down. Um, which would be good. But yeah, we got we when I was outside, you had the typical thing of oh he's muscular, he was wearing a suit, he had a dodgy cowboy hat on, and there was these people and they were like uh muscle bound, you know, shirts off, your typical, you know, we're fighters. So someone thought it would be amusing to go to me. I really, really think you want to challenge him to a fight. Oh, damn, if I was only there to and lay down a bet. It'd start, that, that started the ball rolling. So was this the underground fighting ring, the Losers I, Club? I have no idea what it was. It was just these people fighting, and one of them, because I was watching, drinking one of many beers, because my character, borderline alcoholic, because he, he, metabol- oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. metabolises everything so much quicker because he's a werewolf, his sure. body. So he, to get any kind of buzz, he finds he has to drink more and more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he stood there with a beer and then, oh, we, we really, really think that you should fight him. So there we go. And it was great because I think every fight we got into, although the mechanics were really simple, the players wanted them even more simple. We showed sort of fingers at the start and went, right, you're going to win that. Yeah. That's Let's quite... just role play it. And yeah. it was great. I was thinking this, like, I was thinking, like, with my really, really, your investment will yeah. either really, really fail or really, really... Uh, pay off. I was wondering, like, because that's obviously manipulating the odds. Yes. Do you think in a fight that would have meant, say, you had five? If we had a fight, would that mean go, like, look, I'm basically going to Agent Smith you on this one? Yeah. And it's not that I'm very good at fighting, but the odds mean you just hit, you just, or or, or, or you win, or maybe you just hit, you just hit air. Yeah, that would be a complete role play aspect, which would have been brilliant. And we could have just, I could have done the dodging fists, and it's like, I'm not good at fighting, it's just, you just happen to miss. Yeah, or it could be that, you know, you could have, obviously with it being Suckered punched you. It could be daft things like, you know, you've had that one beer too many that you haven't assimilated yet, so you swing wildly and stumble, so you get a dodgy Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been great. You could have really played up in that. I think... I think it was sometimes with these powers, it's sometimes how far can you interpret it that it still plays to what it means. Like, because to do that would mean I would have to go... My investment would be I'm going all in. Yeah. Which is, I normally have a two, and I'm going with a three, which would be dangerous. Well, what you, you, you say, with that power, though, that with it itself, I think a lot of the game was down to players working together to make a story. It really was, and it was about, so if you'd have done that on me, even though my combat skills would have been absolute annihilate you, if you'd have done that ritual, uh, that, that power, we could have just gone from the start, right, let's really showboat this, let's make Let's showboat a yeah, werewolf fighting Agent Smith. Smith and failing miserably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And it would have been brilliant. It would have been great to yeah. have got that in, on camera, because my camera can do slow-mo. Oh, thing. that would have been cool. But this is, this is the first time that 
in Europe we've had a massive World of Darkness event. And Nordic as well. Yeah, like and we're this. hoping it's not going to be the last. No, no. So all these things that we've learned from this game of Enlightenment in Blood can be put into all the other games. People, I think, for the first hour or two were were nervous because they're so used to playing Chronicle games where you, you look after your character and you don't want mm. bad things to happen. Yeah, if you die, it's only one, for the one night. Yeah, playing that one shot, whereas now I think everyone will be able to think of, no, I go in, hammer and tongs from the start, because if I die, I die. And I can't die before midnight, but if I die after midnight, we're in the bar that the after party's going to be at. Yeah, So yeah, we yeah. just stand there with a beer. So, how'd you fight? Yes, at first of many, because then other people <laughs> wanted to join in. More in werewolves. Werewolves, uh out of character knowledge since the event, red caps. So I, I heard saying, about yeah, them. Changeling red caps, werewolves, um, gangs of vampires, everything. And it was great because everyone was just like, and you were, you were having people who weren't combatants leaning in from the side and dropping really, really in on everyone. So you're really scared. And then someone else, oh, you're wow. really aggressive. <laughs> and it, it was amazing because, and, and is that all? Does that all occur in the Jaeger? No, or this? The, the outside of the, the yeah, you know, the, the, like the car. So this was all going on while we were in. Yeah. You were literally to about three meters away, probably. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. No wonder the red caps were there. Because as we then left, I think Rolf came in and said, <laughs> "It's not safe here. You should leave." <laughs> Clearly, know what was going on. And Rolf's like, "You're friends, you're friends of uh, Klein, so <laughs> we don't want you getting beat up. You're clearly not whales. You're clearly not pendants. Clearly not vampires." You're just nice guys, and he and he he helps out. So you get out of here. We'll deal with this. <laughs> and that's when the Pentex guys got killed by the Red Caps. So okay, so you did all your fighting in the Jaeger. Yeah. And what happened next? So that again, um, we diverge again. We do because um, there was two sort of situations. I'm trying to remember for the life of me which happened first. I'm sure the Prince enters, enters first. Prince enters where? Did you miss this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Did he come to Jaegerhut? The prince came to Jaegerhut about the stroke of midnight. The prince turns up at Jaegerhut to find out what's going on. Um. With an entourage. And I mean, it, he must have had about 20 people with him. Turned up outside, walks in big, you know, proper oh God, set piece. Stayed there. A proper set piece, you know, prince. The long flowing core, oh, quite yeah. obviously elder vampire, oh. powerful. You can feel I the power radiating. I think radiating. I may have seen him in yeah. the church in yeah. Newcastle Church. Yeah, you can see him radiating power, and he walks in, and that was it. It was oh, lovely. We don't have to find you. My character stood there going, "What?" Because he was lynched. Mob, just it was. You know, you use the Agent Smith thing. You know, in the Matrix, where Agent Smith multiplies himself. Yeah. You've got Neil stood in the middle and they just start coming from all yeah. sides. It was like that. Wow. Literally, all these anarchs just jump the prince, gone. Wow. Revolution, taking the, taking the head out. And so, did you just stand by and watch yeah, this I'm unfold? Like, this has nothing to do with me. <laughs> Vampires kill each other because it saves me time. Less. So, the body count has grown and you've yeah. done nothing. To yeah. That. Not to that body count. <laughs> Not to that body. So at that point, do you leave the club and oh, go no, to the bar or no, go to no, somewhere no, else? No, I, I stayed there all night. Because then we got the other group of werewolves, the Born Norris, which were um, numerically stronger than our tribe. Hmm. There was two packs of Born Norris. One of them that probably had about eight members and the other that had five or six. 
or that's what it seems to us, all these bone Oh, you didn't come and clear out the vampires there, did no, you? No, 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 some of them. We killed some. I think I think my kill count was about 14, something like that, right. by the end of the night. But then we got werewolf politics, and it was great. We yeah. had the... And this the, is all the, happening side by side with an anarch revolution. Yeah, and we're shouting about stuff that the vampires should have been going, what are they going on about? Aww. Because we're talking about... Um, Renounce, uh, renouncing people from tribes we're talking about the worm we're talking about leeches and we're calling them leeches you know what I mean because we're getting angrier and angrier it's quite because we're facing how, I think, for those of us not playing vampires we were actually more cagey about what we were and that's why like our business meeting was so fun because yeah. we just played it as madmen all of us yeah all of us we all had been chatting beforehand in the taxi over so that we knew each other's background in LARPing background in roleplay Roughly that none of us were playing vampires because that was kind of important with us. Well, we knew because where we were meeting yeah. was yeah. we could leave whenever we wanted yeah. at that. Um, but yeah, we played it down the line. There were some of us who obviously knew things like you and Mike knew that each other previously. Mm. Me and Rafe's character um, were both pack mates. Uh, unfortunately, the CEO couldn't make it, but we had links with her as well and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, so. There was secrets within secrets that some of us knew things about others and others had no idea what. Yeah, me so and Mike we were, were pretty yeah. cagey with it, but I think that we could have just been mortals yeah, for all you knew. Exactly. And, and because basically we, we were told our, 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 our brief on that company was it's not masquerade as in the vampiric term, no, masquerade, it's masquerade. but a masquerade group of yeah. everybody is assumed to be mortals. Yeah. And that was and, brilliant. And to be honest, I think. I'd rather I hadn't had. Uh, I can't remember his own playing. playing. I would have. To be honest, I didn't need to know he was playing the bridge. I, I think yeah. I'd been happier not knowing. Yeah. Straight. Yeah, because yeah. I, I could have just got. I was getting on with the game. I was like, I'm just playing mortals. Yeah. The the problem I had is, in a way, because obviously we're all only human. If you have information, sometimes it can skewer what you do. Yeah. Because I knew, because he, he blurted in the taxi, I didn't really role play with him outside after. Once we left that meeting, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I didn't want my role play to be skewered by knowing what he was. I wanted to partition yeah. it for yeah. long enough until it could be obvious that we it found was an out issue. Some, yeah, um, but yeah. So the werewolf politics started, and that was brilliant because we had the the Bornora main pack didn't have an alpha. We officially didn't have an alpha because we'd never sort of decided on it. But I declared myself sort of de facto alpha. And because no one argued, I was like, yeah, I'll run with that. Because, you know, if you declare yourself in charge and no one challenges you, you're pretty much in charge. Yeah. But then me and this leader, I'm not going to say it was the alpha because they've said it wasn't an alpha situation, were face to face about stuff that had been happening within the werewolf stuff. He was like, I can't believe you're willing to renounce someone from your tribe instead of purifying them. I'm like, drinking from 50 plus leeches? And this is all in the last hour of the game. This is in the last hour of the game where we could go hammer and tongs, rip each other's heads off. And so this is while me and Michael are just kind of like coming back from the Camarilla, uh, in the Camarilla yeah. bar and then working our way back to yeah. Jaeger Hut because we knew it was the end yeah. game was there. And that's why we hung out in the bar because we were just like, there's a lot of people in there and we're just like we know it's dangerous so yeah we got we got face to face we got we, we role played it out really because there was me and his pack because the other glass walkers had gone off to do their own thing so I'm literally facing down this whole pack 
Oops. And this is where we decided that it wasn't the time or place to, to go fisticuffs because we were surrounded by leeches. Hmm. So we, we, we said that at the, the waning moon, we were going to have a moot. We were going to bring all the glass walkers from the city, all the bonoras from the city, and make some decisions. We live in the same city. We both have the same end goal of you know wanting Mother Gaia to survive. So let's get together. There's going to be some knockdown fighting. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be ritual scarring. It's going to be great. There's and that was how your game ended. Is, is pretty much that as final organizing the next the next stage. the next meeting, which is wherever Werewolf in time. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's everything. I think that covers yeah. everything. So thank you for doing no that. No problem at all. Um, yeah. Uh, so I've spoken to. A Tremere. <laughs> we've got the, the we've got the mage angle on it. We've got the, a bit of a werewolf angle on it. I think the only other thing I want is um, another kind of vampire angle on yeah. things. Maybe I get Jason Carl to talk about his yeah. fun yeah. in the Camarilla, and then uh, I'm really eager to talk to uh, those red caps. Yes, because there that the story caps. I had no link to at all. And when I like, learned about it, I was like, I knew there was changelings in it, and I just I'd never even thought of they're going to put red caps in. I thought it's going to be. Uh, I knew there was satyrs because yeah, I'd looked at one of them as an option. But then I was like, oh my god, and I'm like, I'm fighting red caps, this is going to get nasty, because they just don't stop, like, well, yeah. we don't. But yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Well, um, I think that's everything, <laughs> and uh, people need to stay tuned, so hopefully we'll have some more en- Enlightenment and Blood stories. So, uh, ciao for now. Welcome to another uh, Darker Days Radio uh, interview uh, with players from Enlightenment and Blood. Uh, so these are turning into quite a series of war stories of um, the events that took place in Berlin. Uh, I'm joined by Ian, who played a red cap changeling, and he will explain his uh, his experience of that uh, live action role play uh, game. So Ian, you were, as I said, you're playing a red cap changeling. Do you want to divulge a bit more about your character? Sure. Uh, so let's see. Red caps are uh, the creatures born from the dreams of serial killers. So uh, everybody dreams, even monsters dream. And so when Hannibal Lecter or when uh, Jeffrey Dahmer or so forth have, have pleasant dreams of what they want to do with their time, Red caps are the things that are born from those. So there were probably, I think there were four red caps, four or five red caps, and then there were a couple of satyrs, uh, and we all were the changeling group. And I don't know how much you, you know about the other groups, but we were all part of the uh, Total Party Explosion group, which okay. are... All of those are the people who, uh, they look at a party and they go, how can we make, turn this up? How can we make this worse? <laughs> uh, the the write up that we got said that uh, if 
if I see somebody about to make a bad decision, I should do everything I can to encourage them. Excellent. Okay. And so, so all of us were, were really antagonists in the game. Brilliant. Okay. So your starting location for the game was where? Uh, I started at the Anarch Bar. Oh, okay, all of us, fine. All of us started at the uh, Jaeger House, Jaegerhausen. Uh, Jaeger Hut. Yeah, yeah, the Jaeger Hut. So you you were starting right slap bang in the middle of everything. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Uh, we were there for when the so they said you know the game on was kind of tricky. Not a lot of groups got game on at the same time. So we, we all sort of got together and, uh, you know, stood in a circle and did the whole hands-on-shoulders thing and recited the words and got the game going. And then I immediately explored the site because I like knowing exactly where all the dark corners are that I can leap out of people or something like that. <laughs> okay. I was, I was walking around and uh, found other groups who hadn't even gotten into game yet, and so my first probably... 20 minutes or so was waiting basically for everybody else to get into character. Okay, right. But almost immediately, like, the the sheriff came in, and the <laughs> sheriff was an NPC, and she was wearing leather pants and, like, a vest that had fur lining on it. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, screaming gangrel, and I don't actually know if she was or not, but she came in with, you know, maybe three or four people. And uh, the Red Liberation crew were already there. And she came in and said, basically, you guys are all a bunch of anarchs, and I hear you're talking shit, and you can't do this. And and, uh, she came in and picked a fight. And from where I was standing, Red Lib didn't didn't miss a beat. They didn't even give her time to take a breath. They, like, (laughs) were just... On her and beating the fuck out of her, and and she, they, there was a uh, a furnace, <laughs> like uh, like like you would have to heat the room, yeah. Uh, and it was one of those floor to ceiling rectangular things, so the exhaust went out over the roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd set up like flashing red lights behind some wood, so there could be this right. loose fire in the corner. Uh, <laughs> and she got went down like a sack of potatoes and uh, Red Lib then proceeded to take a bunch of pictures over her dead body like uh, like big game hunter style where guys were standing over her and posing for selfies and uh, like it was ridiculous so you you basically saw the the very the the, the thing that kicks off a yeah. lot of the plot of the yeah, uh, so of the, the entire the, night the energy in the room was like electric like right away so we milled around a little bit we got a beer we had enough time to meet each other in character and then the sheriff and her cronies come in and then they <laughs> got killed uh and the red caps started making jokes about not killing the deputies uh <laughs> that was funny um and then somebody else showed up in all white a malkavian primogen i think right uh so she showed up like i don't know five minutes later and also very quickly got killed. Uh, oh, wow! Okay. On the same dance floor, and there were there was no pretense. It turned from a shouting match into uh, violence almost in the span of like two minutes. <laughs> um, so all that is going on while for me and Integral Solutions we're sat in some hipster cafe bar 
working out our pitch to the new Cathars on oh, yeah? their advertising. So a very different experience. Like ours is like a business meeting and getting ready to go and having a drink and having something to eat. Uh-huh. While you're experiencing full-on violence or yeah, at least we witnessing it. Well, and so uh, one other thing. So red caps are all about emotion. All the changelings are really about emotion. And so mm-hmm. uh, we're sort of hovering around the edges, letting the Anarchs do their thing. Uh, and one of us was playing uh, what's called a grump, which are, yeah, okay. which are old changelings that have sort of given up on creativity and are just waiting to die, and they're super depressed. Uh, and everybody else is playing like these young, energetic redcaps. And so we got to have a shouting match with this grump where we were trying to convince him that there was still energy in the world. There was still creativity. There was – I mean, look at this. This anarch group is just doing violence because – Violence because will will empower you, and like we got to have this whole thing where we help this character to uh, stop being suicidal because he he was playing his character sort of to as his last hurrah, and it, while everybody else is murdering and going crazy, we got to use that as an example of how things are still creative and how there's still magic and you can still do things, and so that was that was super cool for us from a changeling perspective. Excellent. So you're almost, you know, really thrust into the um, kind of the immersion of changeling society, even yeah. in that kind of very small way. I mean, you're not having like, you know, the sheriff of the city murdered kind of event for the changelings, but you're still you're still having something that is very unique experience to your type of characters. Yeah, and we'd set up a lot of that ahead of time too, because we were all big fans. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So we knew a little bit about what was going to happen, and then circumstances mm. got provided where we could just roll with it. So, I, I want to tell my story. Seraph gets killed, the Primogen gets killed, the uh, Anarchs are stomping around going crazy, and like, we're going to go find more Camarilla to kill, woo, go us, and we basically said, yeah, alright, we'll, we'll tag along with this, you guys are having a good time, <laughs> having a good party, we'll go along. And so we decided to go straight from there to the Camarilla bar. Right, okay. Uh, because that's a good idea. So um, we we walked across town, uh, across the game space, over to uh, the cam bar, and we're like shouting and and being obnoxious the whole way, and flash our wristbands to the guy at the door and go into the cam bar. And I guess Red Lib had showed up a little bit before us, or somebody had showed up before us, and it was it was very crowded and it was very chaotic. <laughs> And, uh, let's see, while I was there, I, I found out that the prince's master of protocol, who was being played by Mark Ranhagen, mm-hmm. was, was in the bar. And as soon as I found out who he was, I did everything that I could to get people to pick a fight with him. <laughs> uh, Excellent. And, and and so I I found uh, werewolves that were just there and hanging out, and like had you know made used a power that says you really feel like a badass. And then I started talking shit about you know how this guy's been talking shit about them. And um, what else did I do? So your so your powers for your changeling were was a really 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 you feel like a badass and can take someone. Yeah. On. So I had I had two powers. I had one power that said yeah. you really really feel like a badass right now. And then my second one was, you really, really are intimidated by me. Okay, yeah. Uh, 
And so I we use the I use the feel like a badass one usually after I've been talking a gang of shit about somebody. Uh, and then I would say he's right there, and you really really feel like a badass. <sighs> Go get him, tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And we did that, I don't know, a dozen times or so throughout the night. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, but so I kept trying to get people to fight Ren Hagen's character, and nobody would do it. Nobody would finally throw a punch. And it, I was really unhappy about it. Uh, and then finally I tried to throw a punch at him, and he obfuscated right in front of me. Uh, so he had right, the okay. him just completely invisible. Uh and so that was just, oh, no, 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 wait, oh, God, okay, no. So so he's running around going, cra- uh, like, swinging his dick around and being all, I'm Master Protocol, listen to me. And he left for a few minutes and came back with three large, furry people behind him. Uh, and it was very, right, okay. It was very quickly discovered that he had the werewolves, like, had decided that, that he they were going to work for him for an hour. <laughs> Uh, and so he rolls in and says, the, print, the, the Camarilla has the werewolves, what are you going to do? Uh, and that was his stick for a while. Uh, and so he's got these giant furry werewolf bodyguards behind him, and I grabbed one of them by the chest, and I said, you're really, really intimidated by me. And the werewolf like backed away right away, and that's when I took a swing at Ryan Higgins' character. <laughs> and he obfuscated and was like, oh, fuck, I'm out of here, and uh, it didn't work. Uh, so that was sad. So you base so you you went in and caused some anarchy in what was uh, quite a nice bar actually because it had like you know stuffed animals it was and a things on it. It was place. yeah, it was it really kind of evoked kind of like the 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 Hope Foundation the Camarilla wanted something that's obviously very much more uh, I don't know genteel I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah, and they had a um, uh, and it had they had a really cool dance yeah carry on back they had a dance floor and everything yeah. So red caps can uh, eat anything. They're, they they eat glass. They eat car tires. They eat people. They eat everything. Uh, that's their their special changeling thing. Uh, and so we got in a bunch of fights at the Camarilla Bar, and we got uh, you know we ran down our combat meter. And uh, so we decided that we needed to go and find the Teledisco, uh, which was this uh, ridiculous photo booth that they that had, like, you'd put a couple of euro in and it would play music and then you had a time limit and you'd go inside and dance or do whatever you wanted to do to the music for four minutes or whatever. Uh, but the rules of the game said that if changelings did that, they got their combat meter refilled. <laughs> I've seen the videos. It looks wicked. Yeah, it was a great. It was great fun. Uh, so we we pick a bunch of fights with the Camarilla. We get generally disappointed because nobody is is giving into the bait, and they all want to play this quiet conversation salon game. And uh, we decided that we didn't want to mess with other people's games that much. That being being like, there's, you can only be so obnoxious before people start getting really unhappy with you. Yeah, and so we decided that instead of pushing that limit, we would go and find another group to pick on. Uh, so we <laughs> we were going to walk past the teledisco and get recharged on the way to the church. Oh, excellent! Okay. Uh, and so we leave there, and by now we're like two hours in the game. Right. And uh, walk back across clo- uh, the, the whole space, and we stopped at teledisco, and you've seen videos of that. 
uh, of us like banging on the door and and mm. role playing people having sex in the booth to the music, and uh, so then we walked through and tried to go to the church. And we got about halfway. And did they let you? I was going to say, so there's something something occurs before you got to the church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got about halfway to the church, and then we encountered the survivors of whatever had just happened at the church. (laughs) Right. We were were trying to go and pick a fight and look for more, you know, maybe we'll go fight some werewolves or something because these guys are boring. Vampires are too easy. You know, let's go find something harder to fight. But uh, we bumped into this group on the bridge – because you had to cross a bridge to get to the church. So we're like halfway across yeah. the bridge, and we see, oh, these guys are all players. And so we all regrouped, and they told us that everything, nothing was going on at the church, that everybody was dead or running. And we said, well, fuck that, then. We're going to go back to the Jaeger house. house and... Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, we'd been walking around for maybe a half hour and um, couldn't find a bunch of other people. And we remembered that if they said you didn't know what to do or didn't have anywhere to go – Go back to the Anarch Bar because that's eventually where shit's going to go down, anyways. So yeah. We said, "All right, we're we're we went to one or two spots. Let's go back to the Anarch Bar and just decide to take over the Anarch Bar. We'll we'll just make it the Red Cat <laughs> Party House." And we're like, "All right, let's do that." So we get back to the Anarch Bar, and uh, then soon thereafterwards, werewolves showed up. And we decided that the best way to make friends was to beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> and so th- it's important to understand something about the Red Cap players. Uh, in order to be a Red Cap, we all had to basically make a series of terrible choices in the LARP Weaver game system. Yeah, sure. We had, we had to say that we wanted to be awful, we wanted to be violent, we wanted to get in fights, we wanted to you know, just exploit people and, and eat people and be really mean. And so all of us mm. had that kind of mindset going in. Uh, hmm. And so I've done a couple of years of uh, Capoeira and some uh, Aikido and some other martial arts stuff. And then I've done stage mm. fighting for a lot of years. So okay, uh, cool. my plan was to you know, kind of, kind of collaborate with whoever I ended up with and do some, some mock fighting and like, make it impressive looking. For, for an audience. Yeah. Uh, another one of the guys was a MMA fighter. Like, in real life, mm-hmm. this dude's an MMA fighter. Okay. Uh, and and all of us were, were generally pretty physically active folk. But we were the two that, were, that got really into the fights. Uh, and so I had no idea this guy was even here. There's a guy, there's a Nordic LARPer, and I can't remember his name right now. I feel terrible about it. Um... Uh, who also is hugely into staged fighting, uh, and he was the one that I had intimidated in the Anarch Bar or in the Camarilla Bar, and I didn't know that. So he <laughs> shows up at the Anarch Bar, and we see each other right away and start like sl- basically beating our chests against each other and talking shit and yelling, and uh, it escalated into a fight. And he rips his shirt off and starts clawing at the air. And so I said, okay, fine. I rip my shirt off and start banging my chest and doing a handstand or something. And uh, we turn it into this uh, brawl. And there, this, a bunch of those pictures <laughs> just ended up on Facebook yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see a great big furry guy you know, bending me over something. Uh, that's that fight. <laughs> uh, 
but we 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 ended up choreographing it really well or not really choreographing but just telegraphing what we were going to do and rolling with it really well and so neither one of us mm. got hurt we did a bunch of tosses and throwing people around the room and uh you know the audience was i guess having a good time and we were really impressed and it was a good fight and at one point we ended up wrestling on the ground and that's when we compared numbers he was like real fast what's your combat number and so he had a higher number than I did, so I'm going to lose. We said, okay. So we got up and threw me around a few more times, and then I just didn't get up again. Yeah. Uh, and so – and that, but that was great. It was so much fun to get to do that physical physical role. Yeah, 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 uh, sure. And so I got up and dusted myself off and then got a beer and found him, and we hugged it out. And we said, okay, you know, you're somebody who can actually fight. This is great. You're not one of those bullshit vampires. And so we made friends with the, the werewolves. But then the fights just kept coming. Like, we started this flood of other fights that happened. Where that area in front, there were, I don't know, eight or ten fights over the next hour or two. Now, at what point along the way, did, were you one of the, the, the few redcaps that killed the Pentex uh, employees? Yes. Brilliant. So... Uh... <laughs> so... I imagine while you were doing all this kind of like all these um, fights between the Redcaps and the werewolves or whoever else would uh, willingly, you know, participate in such, you know, a brawl. Yeah. I think myself and Mike were inside the Jaeghut bar talking to the Pentex employees and got them to divulge all of their information because my power was I'm really, really, really good at auditing books Mm. because I'm a technocratic syndicate agent. So they told me. Everything about the syndicates confirmed there's vampires and werewolves, explained everything, and we were like, excellent. And then at which point, one of our werewolf friends was like, you really shouldn't stay here. It's getting a bit, you know, boisterous, which is surely what you guys were doing. Yeah, yeah. And so we left, we left, and then that's when I believe the um, the Pentex uh, a, uh, the Pentex employees got torn apart. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's where our stories cross over. It happened in this weird sequence where... Uh... We just fought – there was a fight where one of the werewolf players wanted to just prance around and kick everybody's ass because their combat stats continually reset, and, and nobody was comparing yeah. numbers. We were just having a good time. And so there was like this 10-minute brawl where all of the redcaps went in and fought two werewolves, and we just did this whole rotating blender thing. Uh, mm. But right after that uh, – so one of the guys makes stage props. And so he had made a pouch that had a stomach and intestines in it. <laughs> uh, made of, They were made of rubber or something. I don't know what they were made of. Uh, he'd brought a severed hand. It's like a stage prop. <laughs> and he brought a bunch of sugar glass that had been shaped into beer bottles. Right. And so uh, we've just fought... Okay, so that's the first part. The second part is we got a hold of the ST staff early on and said we would really like to eat somebody in a grotesque way at your game. Uh, (laughs) It's really hard to get PCs to go along with it without a lot of negotiation. So can we have an NPC to eat? And they said, sure, we'll figure out some NPCs for you to do this to. And we had no idea who they were. Uh, right. And so they got pointed out to us basically right before game started. They said, these two ladies are going to be playing the NPCs that you guys get to eat. So when the opportunity presents itself, they've already been briefed. You can just go to town. They've agreed to all these things. We've got – and we did a little bit of, of are you sure this is okay ahead of time? 
And they said, yeah, it would be great. We'd love to do this. Uh, but we had no idea what characters they were playing. They were just the NPCs. <laughs> and so uh, we're – so back in the game now, we're, we've just finished this great big brawl. We're all fired up because red caps feed on that kind of aggression. So while everybody else is getting tired, we're getting pumped up on more and more glamour. And so we decided to stop fighting because the players are tired. Uh, and so the guy gets the, the, the sugar glass out. And we all gather around the garbage can and start eating, drinking a beer and then eating the glass. And uh, while we're standing there, he says, okay, the gals who we're supposed to get just walked in. They're in there talking to some other people right now. Let's finish this up <laughs> and then go get them. Right. <laughs> and so we're all sort of huddled around this garbage can, uh, carefully hiding the fact that we're prepping our props. Because we had to fill the, the intestines with blood, we had to make sure the hand was ready, we had to make sure everything was in the right place. And so we were all set up, we go charging into the bar, and they were just by themselves when we found them up against the bar having a beer or something. Uh, and we came in and we're hooting and hollering, and we saw them and let the frenzy take us over, and basically just dragged them off and, and proceeded to lay into them. And they were they went along beautifully. They were screaming and thrashing, and uh, we my, Mario. I think we held them down, and he had the intestines in a fanny pack right at his belt. And so he leaned way on the girl and made noises. And then there's this ripping noise, and he pulls starts pulling links of intestines out right over them. <laughs> so brilliant. Uh, yeah, there's this blood spray everywhere and uh it was just it was awful is what it was it was really terrible uh <laughs> and then so we did that whole thing and it turned and then another vampire showed up and decided to start feeding and so a vampire started feeding on somebody <laughs> while doing that and that is how your pentex executives got devoured by red caps excellent and so we uh we fire carried the gals we picked up the bodies and dragged them out back and then they went out of character from there uh, but yeah, basically the red caps jumped somebody and then carried them off and they were never heard from again. And that then leaves what about an hour or so left of gameplay, I think. Yes, I think that takes you to about midnight, doesn't it? Yeah, there's uh, there's one other major thing that happened for my character that I think was really cool. So uh, red cap uh, changelings are super tasty. Vampires think that changelings are delicious. Uh, and so there's one guy who's I, I've been kind of harassing for the night, and so he comes over to me after all this, and I'm trying to catch my breath. Uh, and he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he says, "You really, really want to please me." And I said, "Okay, I can. I'll play along with this. I'm feeling kind of tired, so I'm not going to get super energetic, but I'll say, yeah. How can I please you? Yeah, you seem like a cool guy. What can I do to help you? You know, I'm all, I'm all about parties. Maybe I can bring somebody over for you to play with." And he walks me over to somebody else. Who's a uh, another? Turns out to be another vampire, and give and basically set, gives me to her and says, you know, if you really want to please me, you got to take care of her. And I said, okay, that's neat. <laughs> uh, and she gets in real close to me and then feeds. Yeah. Uh, and then I think so. It, it ended up being three vampires fed off me over the course of like a half hour. <laughs> and so I decided. One, because Ian's tired, and two, because I've been fed off a bunch, that it's time for me to to possibly fall over and die unless somebody saves me. Right. So 
so he feeds off of me and she feeds off of me and then I start I sort of fall to my knees and I'm leaning up against the fence and and acting out this I'm I'm done for sort of passing out that was weird that was so good oh my god the best orgasm ever it killed me uh, and uh, I hear one of the other red caps shouting Jack Jack oh my god Jack except my character's name was Jack yeah uh, and so I watched two of my red cap buddies come running over to me. At the same time, I look up and the vampires are just quietly walking away. Like they <laughs> they got their meal, and the more red caps are showing up, and they're like, oh, "We're just gonna split." <coughs> and so uh, the red caps show up and want to know what happened to me and what what's going on. And I I I told them I just had the best sex of my life, and it was awesome. And my real my good buddy because it, the powers last for ten minutes, and so. It was still within that 10 minutes, so I still really wanted to please this guy. And so I kept saying, my good buddy hooked me up. He was great. He dropped me over to this person, and they were fabulous, and you should help him out. And I pointed right to the guy who'd done it to me. Uh, and both the red caps who were with me are like, yeah, okay, we'll take care of him. Don't worry. We'll, ma- we'll make sure he gets the red cap. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and so they walk me out to uh, – we're going to go back to Teledisco because if I don't get recharged, I'm going to die. Right. So uh, two of the guys – walk me all the way out from the Anarch Bar, all the way down to Teledisco, and we're supposed to stay there for 10 minutes and then come all the way back. And by now, there's a line of real people at Teledisco who want to use this thing and have a good time with it. And so we decided that we were just going to sort of loiter and hang out for our time and then go back into game instead of waiting the yeah, hour yeah, sure. or so it would take us to get through the line. You, f- you feed off the glamour of the people fe- uh, dancing there. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair enough. Exactly. And so uh, we're out for maybe 15 minutes, and when I come back in, my other red cap buddies have convinced a different vampire to stake the one who had eaten me. <laughs> and so he's – like I walk in right as he's getting staked. Pow, he gets staked and falls down, and now the power is worn off, and so I, we're like, awesome, let's go have dinner. <laughs> and, uh, and so we pick up this guy and we drag him back into the alley and uh, the other the gal who had fed is coming after us like no 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 you volunteered what are you doing you said this was okay and so we get both of them out in the back where there's nobody around and there's five red caps and one staked vampire <laughs> and one angry vampire <laughs> and so uh, we said uh, you know off game we're going to eat you there's only a half hour of game left. How do you want to play this? Uh, and the guy says, well, I know there's only a half hour left, but I would kind of like to live and play through the whole end of it. And we said, okay, we've got this severed hand. How about if we just take your arm and like laugh and leave you to crawl your way back out of here? And he was okay with that. <laughs> so we, uh, so the, the two vampires that decided that it would be funny to try to eat the changelings got their arms eaten and unstaked and had to wander back into the gathering of the Anarchs at the end. I think I saw that guy wandering around right at the end as yeah. well, so makes sense. Yeah, so but I thought that was really cool. That was the that was the if you if you're left alone with a vampire, odds are good they're going to do terrible things to you. If they don't kill you, vampires should be really careful about the people that they mess with, because they might come back with five red cap friends. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um so that, that's, that sounds about that's right. My lesson for that, but yeah, all in all, it, we it was a super high energy game. Yeah, 
so Mike Mike got set upon by a um, a vampire in the uh, New Cathar Church early in the game. Yeah, and we didn't realise, but we pointed out to one of our company members. Um, oh, that was the guy that did it. Turns out, said company member was a werewolf, and we watch a, a beatdown done on our behalf. <laughs> and as as lowly little technocrat agents, what the hell are we going to do? We're just there for you know making money and uh, manipulating stocks. So. Yeah. Uh, it was good how you could set people upon other people for you, you know, to get what you needed or to beat them up or something like that. So, um, yeah, like yeah, yours, good really brutal, bloody story. Yeah, we went through a lot of fake blood. Yeah, uh, but I mean, that, that was our really job. Our our job was to push push it to eleven. So. And so, really, for your for your game, it was more the inhabit the world of darkness, as in you were red caps, so you just fully inhabited that role of being being near enough at the Anarch Bar and just causing mayhem to a certain degree. Yeah. So, for, as a creature that feeds off of ambient or focus emotion, it was a buffet. Yeah, it was, it was seriously like an all-you-can-eat buffet, and so we did everything we could to to keep the pot going and and ca- cause as much mayhem as we could. Uh, and I think we did yeah. a pretty good job. <laughs> it sounds it sounds really good, and again, such a different experience to uh, my own game. It seems different again to um, like the Tremere vampires. They had a very um, there were these two Tremere who basically started all all hell by unstaking the vampires in the basement of the church. So it seems like everyone had very different games, but you could see... I mean, as we record more of these, you, you, you begin to see where there's some stories link up and some just run completely parallel and never really intertwine, yet they get a sniff of each other. I mean, we. I happen to... I, I know a lot about the Changeling setting, and the other guys that I was yeah. with did as well. And so, uh, one of the one of the things about red caps is that there's they're all unseelie, and unseelie yeah. is a is a kind of is a kind of changeling that sort of hates organization, and they really yeah. like, they really like chaos. But one of the red caps decided that he was going to play a seelie red cap. Huh. Uh, and so we heard about it later, and our plan had been to sell him to the vampires. <laughs> because they like our blood and we hate him, so uh, <laughs> yeah. So our plan, but it never actually ended up happening because we were too busy fighting werewolves. Uh, <laughs> right. But then at, at one point, I had to. Ex- somebody asked me. They said, "You're you're a changeling. You're you're some crazy fucking fae fairy thing. Why do you give a shit about the Camarilla? Or what the fuck do you give? It? Why are you here?" Uh, and I got to explain a little bit about commoners and nobles to a vampire. And I, yeah. I got to say, you know, uh, the Camarilla are are the nobility. They're they're the they're our fucking she. They're the they're the kings, and fuck them. And you know, the Anarchs are commoners, and I'm a commoner. And so there's a bunch of my commoner friends, and I'm helping a commoner uprising against the nobility. That makes perfect sense to me. And so hmm. somebody set me up for that role play, and it was really cool. And I don't know if they did it intentionally or not, but uh, so the the whole Anarch revolution as a a backdrop for all these different kinds of stories, I think actually worked out really well to illustrate the different uh, sort of the common themes in all the World of Darkness settings. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, for me, yeah, the the entire chaos that was going on allowed me to dip into and unearth certain information as it went. Yeah, but also with the, but also try and play into it because obviously you've got the, because um, you have got the Camarilla and obviously you want to try and influence them as a technocrat, but also you want to take advantage of the chaos that would obviously harm them. So it was kind of fun to find out information on both ends of it but cool excellent that's a really really very different um story from the ones we've already got recorded so thank you again for taking your time to explain all that that's mostly um been useful again to kind of crystallize in your head um some of the events um that went on uh so um basically yeah if people want to hear more hopefully we'll get some more of these recorded for dark days radio and we'll package them together we i believe we've got a planned interview with one of the guys that was playing a virtual adept and was also one of the lead programmers behind larp weaver so we'll be oh, finding yeah. a bit more about uh, about that Matt, as well Matt Webb. so matthew webb yeah yes he was actually so um <laughs> oh all right okay, cool. he, he was sort of following us along and and uh <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be a great interview for you. He'll he'll give you a completely different perspective on all the crazy shit we did. Yeah, exactly. Then, so uh, that'll be really good fun. So yeah, that's everything for now. Um, stay tuned to Darker Days Radio, and we'll be back at some point soon. So bye.